He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The basis for our sermon this morning is our gospel lesson from Matthew chapter 28. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of the Lord. Do you know what people are most afraid of? There's a Gallup poll done a few years back that asked that very question. And I bet you can come up with some answers real quickly, right? But the top thing was not the dark. It wasn't flying on an airplane. It wasn't lightning, a storm. The number one thing that this poll found that most people are afraid of is snakes. 51% of people in that poll said that they were most afraid of snakes. Uh, Rounding out the top five were public speaking, heights, being in a closed small space, and spiders. Do you know that there are around 500 phobias that have been identified? And right here in the United States alone, 50 million people suffer from at least one of these phobias. That's a lot of people with a lot of fears. Maybe you have some of the ones that I mentioned. Maybe you don't. But maybe your fears are of a much more serious nature, relatively speaking. Maybe it's health. With what's going on in our world today, maybe it's loved ones who have gotten the coronavirus and if they're going to make it, or, or trying to keep your family safe from it. Or maybe it's finances. Maybe it's wondering how are we going to make it through this difficult time over the next months or how long of of hours being cut at work or maybe losing a job and the savings being slowly eaten up and the credit that you're using growing and growing. Or maybe it's the fear of your past. And what I mean by that is that you carry around with you a weight of guilt and regret for things that you have done for people that you have hurt, for things that you haven't done that you know you should have. This weight of guilt and regret and shame, these, these past sins that you carry around that, that cause you such great fear because you know at some point you have to answer for them and they just continue to plague you day after day. Or maybe it's fear of the future. And maybe it's fear for the future of your children or your grandchildren as we are living in a world that seems to be becoming more and more godless all the time. 
and not knowing what's going to happen in our country and how the people around us are going to start to treat Christians who believe in a God and in, in a Bible. Or maybe your fear is that one that grips so many people and causes them to feel so much uncertainty and have so many questions. That one thing that will eventually come to all of us, unless Jesus comes back first, the fear of death. That one day, your body will stop breathing. One day, your loved ones will have to say goodbye to you. Is that your greatest fear? Friends, we all have fears that we go through in this life. We all have these things that weigh on us, that that sap us of our strength and our joy. These things in our life that, that make us question our God and his love for us, that make us doubt his promises and his goodness, that make us question ourselves and who we are and what we're able to handle, what we can and can't do. And they leave us feeling wiped out. All of these fears that we have in our life. You know that for many phobias, there are therapies that you can go through. Uh, just doing a, a quick search on the internet on, on how you can overcome your fears. You, know, you can keep a journal and, and, and list those things that, that make you feel afraid and why they make you feel afraid. And, and go back to that and, and, and use that kind of therapy on yourself to, to start to overcome phobias that you have. Or, or you, can, you can use rewards. Right, so if, you're, if your fear is heights, you, you can go stand on a high uh, building and, and do it for five minutes and reward yourself with something. And next time, do it for 10 minutes and then reward yourself with something even better. And there's all sorts of different psychotherapies uh, that you can do that are out there. But when it comes to these greater fears of health and finances or the past or the future or death, God has something much better to offer to you than any of these therapies you can find that a person can offer you or, or the internet can offer you. And that's what our gospel lesson helps us with this morning, this Easter Sunday morning, as we consider the fears and to hear our God say, you do not have to be afraid of anything. The two Marys who are headed to that tomb that morning were afraid, and you understand why, don't you? Their friend, their teacher, the one that they thought was the Messiah, the, the chosen one, the one who had come to rescue them, he's dead. They saw him die on Good Friday with their own eyes. And here in Matthew 28, what are they doing? It's early Sunday morning before the sun is even up and they are going to the tomb. And they're going to embalm a dead body. They're going to get it ready for burial. They're expecting to find a dead body laying in a tomb. They go in the cover of darkness because they're afraid. They've seen what they've done to Jesus. And if they do it to Jesus, they might do it to, their follow to his followers as well. Their hearts are filled with fears and doubts and questions as they go to that tomb that morning. And when they get there, their fears don't dissipate <laughs> because that 
stone that they were wondering, how is that stone going to get rolled away? It's been moved. And the guards who were there, they're laying like dead men on the ground. And then they see an angel. Their hearts are filled with fear, not knowing what is happening and what's going on. You understand, don't you? You understand why they would be filled with fear that morning, with everything that they have seen and are now seeing with their eyes at that tomb. But listen to what happens. The angel says to the women, Do not be afraid. For I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. And so the women hurried away from the tomb. They were afraid, yet filled with joy. And they ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. And friends, the rest is history, isn't it? I mean, this is the beginning, isn't it, of, of, of the Christian church here. As, as they, they, this small group of people come to, to see the risen Jesus to believe that he was crucified on that Good Friday for their sins, rose to life on that Easter Sunday. And these Christians saw it, and they couldn't help but want to share this message with absolutely everybody. And here we are, thousands of years later, billions of people have placed their faith in this crucified and risen Savior Jesus. Your crucified and risen Savior, Jesus, who still comes to you and says, do not be afraid. There's nothing you have to be afraid of. You are welcomed to that empty tomb and to hear those words of the angel over and over. You do not have to be afraid. You come, you're looking for Jesus, a dead Jesus. Yeah, he was crucified, but he's not here. He is risen. Come, see the place where he lay. He is alive forevermore. And then hear the words of Jesus over and over. You do not have to be afraid. Your sins have been nailed to a cross. Death has been defeated. There is nothing you have to fear. Nothing at all. It's here that we find the answer to every single one of those things that make us feel afraid in this life. Because Jesus faced our biggest fears. Jesus faced the consequences of our sin for us. Jesus took on the devil for us at that cross. Jesus suffered hell for us. We do not have to fear sin, death, or hell. We do not have to fear if, if God is angry at us for our sins. We don't have to fear even the grave itself. Death has been defeated. There is nothing you have to fear. All of these greatest fears of our are gone forever because Jesus lives. So we can let go of all of our other fears too. All of them can be gone. If you're worried and afraid about your health or the health of your family, especially in these times that we're living in today, you do not have to be afraid because he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Because you know that because Jesus lives, 
that God will meet every one of your needs too. And if you would get sick, or if one of your family members would get sick, that God promises that he even works through that for your good and for his glory. That he is with you right now because he has risen and he has ascended and he is ruling over all things for you and for your good. You do not have to be afraid about your health or the health of people you love. You don't have to be afraid about your financial situation either because he lives. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. That God promises you that if he has given you his one and only son and, and he laid down his life for you only to, to raise it up again, if he has not given you him, how will he not also along with him graciously give us everything else we need for this life? Right? If God cares for the birds and he cares for the flowers, will he not care for you for whom he died and rose? Friends, you do not have to be afraid about what's going to happen about your finances. He will provide for every one of your needs in Christ Jesus. Friends, you do not have to be afraid of your past because he is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The fact that he is risen from that grave means that all of your sins lie dead in that tomb. All paid for. That all of your guilt, all of your shame, all of your regret was all paid for at that cross, and left in that tomb. That you are now raised to live in a new life. You are raised to live free of guilt and shame and regret. That empty tomb is your proof that you are forgiven, that you are justified. You are not guilty of your sins before your Heavenly Father. Right? Your Heavenly Father forgets all your sins. And so you can too. Your past is paid for. You don't have to be afraid of it any longer. Friends, you do not have to be afraid of the future. Right? As you think about this world and, and, and what it might, might come, and, and you think about the future of your children or your grandchildren and the world they might grow up in, there's no need to fear. Because he lives. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. That there is nothing in your future that God does not already know. There is nothing that, that, that our God will not use for our good in the future of this world. And to know that God's plan, the plans he has for us to prosper us and not to harm us, is that he will bring us to our heavenly home. That is what your future holds. That is what the future of your children and your grandchildren who know Jesus as their Savior holds. You don't have to even... Fear the future, because your risen Savior, Jesus, rules and reigns over even things that have not happened yet. Remember back when I mentioned that Gallup poll and the greatest fear of, of being snakes? Right? You don't have to fear snakes either, and you don't have to fear the snake. You don't have to fear the serpent either. You don't have to feel, fear that greatest enemy and foe that you have, that ancient serpent right, who brought sin into this world by tempting Adam and Eve. He has no power over you anymore either because he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. That at that cross, when Jesus cried out, it is finished, he crushed the head of that ancient serpent. 
He has done away with his evil work. And so every threat that Satan comes to you, it's empty. Because that tomb is empty. Jesus has already defeated that foe for you. And friends, you don't even have to fear death. Because you know that Jesus faced death first for you. And he is risen. And he is risen indeed. Alleluia. And that means that you too have the promise of life forever. That death is just asleep for a Christian. And when you wake up, you wake up in the presence of your risen Savior Jesus. Death itself has been swallowed up in victory. Thanks be to God. We have the victory through our risen Lord Jesus Christ, who rules even over the grave for you. Friends, there's nothing we have to be afraid of. Listen to the words of Jesus. Do not be afraid, because he is alive. He is alive forevermore. But these doubts and these fears and these struggles continue, don't they? That Easter Sunday is going to come and go. And it's going to be Monday morning and you'll wake up and there again you'll be faced with fears about health and finances and maybe sins and maybe about the future and everything else that's going on in our world. But friends, Easter Sunday isn't the only time you're invited to come to this tomb. In fact, you're invited to come over and over and over. As many times as you need to hear the words of Jesus, do not be afraid, you are welcome to come back to that empty tomb. You know that Easter is not just one day in the church year. Easter is a whole season. We get to celebrate Easter for seven weeks. And so for the next seven weeks, we're going to focus on this wonderful truth that there's nothing for us to be afraid of. And what this means for our lives right now, that we can live in joy, we can live with purpose, we can live in peace, we can live with hope, we can live with all these blessings that we find in that empty tomb. Because Jesus is alive. Right? For seven weeks, we're going to get to focus on what that empty tomb means for our lives now, but also what it means for our eternity. That it's all secure. It's all set. That our Savior Jesus is there in heaven preparing a place for us. There's nothing we have to be afraid of. These next seven weeks, we're going to focus on how all of our fears are dead. Put to death in that on that cross, laid to rest in that empty tomb so that we can rise. We can rise in confidence. We can rise in joy. We can rise in the peace of Christ. We can rise to face everything that would make us feel afraid because he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen.